stuff. Uh, hey, people on the panel, go ahead. I got a comment. Uh, when you did the word problem for uh, America, it, you could play on weight like uh, <clears throat> Carl, or Johnny's family weighs two ba- 2,000 pounds. How many family members does he have? Two, three, or one? <laughs> They're obese. Okay, so when you're telling that joke about, um, you know, like the Mexicans are doing the way harder word problems, and um, I think that if you actually stress up how harder it is, because you're throwing in percentages and, like, you know, like, you know, uh, you know, like Karen has bought an iPad for $399. She has $500 in her pocket, and if sales tax is 9%, and, um, like, I think that there's uh, a corporation joke in there. And I also think that, um, you know, it's just kind of funny. Like, if you play up, like, if you make it even more difficult, just because how just stupidly inferior the American education system is, and if Mexico is just doing, like, percentages and division and shit, like, for their word problems, I think that that has a lot of mileage to it. Um, same on that first joke, uh, when you were talking about like watermelons in terms of, I can't remember what the other thing was. Yeah, watermelons in terms of donkeys. That's what I thought was funnier. And when you went to like the 1850s, uh, that's what I thought you were going to talk about. It was like a, a, like a barter economy. Like why are they, why are they learning how to like, uh, trade in terms of like other things instead of money? Um, and so like, I don't know. That's what I, like, that's where I thought that punch was going. It was like. Uh, yeah, in case she time travels back to the 1770s and has to barter for all of her uh, right, yeah. whatever, but yeah. Actually, yeah, I have some stuff about the bartering. It's like, you know, we don't want people to think they have an economy where you can purchase goods and services with money. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, shit like that. And that could go in between, like, the second stuff and, and yeah. like, the co- go before the Mexicans have it way harder. And then right. I thought there was the opportunity for a callback to barter shit at the end when you were talking about Tijuana. There was, like, a barter yeah, system yeah, yeah. joke there. So you could connect it all and you know do that sort of thing. Okay, cool. Yes. Yeah. Also, it might be a little racy, but when you were talking about you know like the kids having pills in their backpack, mm-hmm. like uh, instead of like why is he selling it out of a Hello Kitty backpack? Like how many hours until he gets busted by the cops? Mm-hmm. Something like that. Like or um, you know like Jim has twelve. I 12. thought the Hello Kitty backpack was awesome. I wouldn't change a thing about that. It's a great detail. It's totally funny. It's it's and it it twists well, the joke on its head because you think you're gonna say one thing and then and then that's the misdirect is that it comes out of the backpack. Well, listen to Pam. She's the professional. <laughs> I, I thought that whole that that whole thing is an incredible premise. I've never heard it before. Really funny. So oh, yeah, that whole thing that. is spot on. Thank you, Pam. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Does anyone else have comments? Okay, and then slap your meat paws together. It's David Roth. Yay! Yay. All right. Uh, our next comedian uh, is coming on up, so we're going to get someone else in there on the panel. Please put your hands together, everybody. It's Bo Troxclare. What's up, guys? And lady, hi. Uh, so I've been thinking a lot about, uh, I've been uh, thinking a lot about drugs re- recently, about Woo. drug re- legalization. Um, like, I really like the idea of legalizing pot. I think it should happen, but mostly because it appeals to the hipster in me. You know, like I want to be able to tell my kids someday later that like, oh yeah, I smoked pot before it was legal. Um, But if we did legalize drugs, there'd be a lot of things that we had to figure out, right? Like we'd have to figure out what the DEA would do. And I think I have a perfect idea. We should just make it like a FEMA, but for bad parties. 
You know, like you're sitting there, like nobody's having a good time. The guys and the girls are mixed up. They're like, oh shit, it's the DEA. And they brought coke and bitches. Oh, yeah. Sweet party. Um, I had a thought the other day about weed. Weed is legal in North Korea. I don't have a joke for that, but I feel like I should have a joke for that. Like, it's, like it seems like a weird topsy-turvy world that we live in where, like, North Korea is this crazy, you know, backwards regime, but at the same time, they, like, have legal weed, so... Um, I had a friend of mine call me the other day, um, and he was a guy that had always been down on me while I was in high school for smoking weed. He was like, oh, you're never going to accomplish your dreams if you smoke weed. You're never going to accomplish your dreams. He called me up the other day, and he had some good news for me. I, I, he's like, hey, man. He was like, oh, yeah, I got glaucoma. And I was like, oh, yeah, 2020 vision, bitch. Okay, I <laughs> fucked that one up. I fucked that one up. Uh, let's see here, more drug thoughts. Uh, people say black don't crack but the 80s would say differently. Um, <laughs> thank you. I'm, I'm glad I got that one. It's a, um, one thing that worries me about uh, drug legalization, though, is we have too many irresponsible drug users. Too many irresponsible drug users. Like, for instance, weed is basically legal here in California, uh, but who, like me, is smoking it without a license? Yeah? Oh, yeah. See, this is what I'm talking about irresponsible weed users, every single one of you, because no responsible weed user would ever answer that fucking question. <laughs> That's the third commandment. Culture yourselves. Never trust nobody. Okay. Well, what brings that up is uh, I saw this article the other day about this woman, uh, or is this woman from CNN. She wrote an article for the New York Times about the, the pot scourge that was sweeping across our nation. She went to Colorado and decided to, she was going to try it out. Her name is Maureen Dowd. She went to Colorado and she got there and she didn't want to smoke, you know, she felt, they, they felt too, too bad on her lungs. So she decided that she was gonna eat a pot brownie, which, rookie mistake. First of all, if you've never tried weed before, don't try a pot brownie. But she took it like an hour, nothing happened, so she ate another pot brownie, <laughs> which is the worst thing that you can do if you've never tried pot before. Cause she, she proceeded to go back to her hotel room, lie on her uh, bed, and she sat there for hours thinking that she was gonna die. And of course that shit's gonna happen. Cause that's like, if you've never tried alcohol before and you go to a bar and like you walk in, you're like, you know, I've never drank before, but give me a bottle of tequila. I'm finishing it tonight. <laughs> Of course you're going to drive to the hospital because you think you're dying and you're probably going to hit three Pomeranians on the way there because you think if you hit them, maybe you'll get extra points. Um, let's see here. And then I, I wanted to think about what would, what would a drug class... Like, I want to teach a, a drug class to children, like how to use drugs responsibly. And that would be the end of that joke, but I haven't written it yet, and if you guys have ideas, I'd love to hear them. But anyway, yeah, thanks. My, that's my set. Thanks, guys. <laughs> All right, Bo Trucks clear. Okay, so first things first, that black don't crack joke, keep it. Perfect. It's, yeah. it's 100% gold. I kind of disagree. It's really hack. Yeah. I've heard it 50 times, 50 times from 50 different people. Okay, I, I, I think it's hack. I mean, I mean it's, you'll get a laugh, but yeah. hack jokes usually do. I don't mean to be, I mean, I don't know. You guys can disagree with me, but you haven't heard no, black and crack jokes? I had, that, I had that feeling when I wrote that joke. I yeah. Like, and, Um, and when it comes to t teaching the class, like, um, I, I think, um, 
something about, you know, if you're going to teach them how to, you know, go responsibly and you had your number three rule for, you know, like who here does things irresponsibly, flush out that list. Like have a list of rules and then you can bring it up. Like, you know, like well, we're going to teach. The third commandment I was referring to is the, uh, the 10 crack commandments. It's never trust nobody. Right, yeah, so I mean, like, I could just go into that list. Yeah, like, just, yeah, I'm not familiar with that list. Yeah, bring, bring, yeah, bring out that list, and then when you're, you know, and then you can use that as a callback later because then you'll be like, okay, so who's paying attention? And you'll ask, like, who's irresponsible? And you'll be like, see, you aren't paying fucking attention. I already told you rule number three. And, and, uh, yeah, do with this what you will, but I thought you were going to tell your kids, like, uh, or your grandkids, you know, I smoked pot, uh, you know, when it was still cool, you know, oh, yeah. as, you know, no, like, before it was like before it was cool, like I smoked pot when it was still cool. Like once it becomes legal, it's not going to be cool or, you know, about North Korea having weed and it being legal there. You could make a joke about maybe that's why Dennis Rodman went there, you know, back <laughs> when he did. No shit, no shit I wrote that down. I was like, maybe that's why Dennis Rodman goes there. <laughs> also, also, you can go into like it's legal there. I wonder if it's any good because you know primarily that country's gr- graying and getting worse. Or, or you know, it smells it, like cabbage, but man, it gets you. Or you know, like it's legal there, and that kind of explains a lot of everything else. It, it doesn't smell like cabbage. It smells like a depression. Too, too much. Too soon. I'm still looking up I'm still looking up crack jokes on the on the internet to see if 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 uh, if there if there is one uh, there's a lot about Whitney Houston's funeral uh, I'm just I'm just I just I, I sometimes I'll google jokes to, to see you know like if it if it if it's already been said or not so I was I was kind of looking but it, there's just a lot of cocaine jokes, not a lot of crack jokes. You should check Twitter. Like, uh, cocaine is notoriously funnier than crack. So, are like a lot of them, like, people say black joke crack, but Tina Turner would, like, uh, it's, this is, these are the ones they, they have. Um, what's black on the outside and white on the inside? Whitney Houston's nose. Uh. <laughs> what does a drug addict dream about on Christmas Eve? Building a snowman using only cocaine. Did you hear about the duck with a drug problem? He was a quackhead. Uh, what do you call What do you call a person addicted to both cocaine and marijuana? A crackpot. Uh, there's but they don't have that one. What do you get when a drug addict bends over? His butt crack. Uh, what film is getting its lead actress Lindsay Lohan a lot of Oscar buzz? Coke whore. I don't get it. Um, someone else gets it. That's great. I don't. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like, I don't get it. But um, there you go. What What did Courtney Love say after losing 45 pounds in four months? Crack is delicious. Yeah, cocaine is yummy. <laughs> anyway, so your joke isn't on there. So hey, all power to you. Woo. Ooh. I'll uncross it out. I don't know how you do that. Take that, Muni Radio. Yeah. Take that, Internet. I'm done. But, I mean, but that's the, that's the problem. So I guess this is the question then. It does feel sort of hacky, right? Like, because it's just such a quick one-liner, so should I eject I, it regardless? I do. Right, you should tweet it. Yeah. It's a tweet. We yeah. talk, it's not on Twitter. In all, deference, in all yeah. deference to hackiness, it did get you your biggest laugh. In the right. Yeah. And, 
I, I don't know. It kind of went with the whole theme of everything. So, I mean, like, if you're going to have, like, a whole set about this, having a couple of quick one-liners to throw away about it, probably a good thing if you're going to get, like, a solid five. But, yeah, that, yeah, I don't think it goes with the rest of the – because, like, the theme I'm trying to – and I'm taking way too much time right now. Um, but the theme I'm trying to develop <laughs> is, like, is, like, teaching people to be a responsible drug user, and that's just, like, a race joke. Right. So it's, like, it Got doesn't – Yeah. But anyway, I'll, I'll yeah. get out of here. Thank you, guys. Uh, all right, so uh, we have, I'll play this really quick. This is uh, W. Kamu Bell doing a crack joke, saying, good black, don't crack. Let's see what that's about. Uh, I had it all s stored up and ready to go. It's on Comedy Central. Uh, w. Kamu Bell, good black, don't crack. If anybody knows, he's actually from San Francisco. Uh, and let's see what happens here. Hopefully there's not a commercial. I hate it when there's a commercial. You guys are listening to the Joke Workshop here on MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. Yeah, I don't feel great. I threw up outside, we but hopefully, uh, hopefully everything will be okay. Uh, so there is a commercial, but we'll just, it says shortly we'll be, we'll be returning. Uh, but you guys are listening to MutinyRadio.fm, Joke Workshop, every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. And here's W. Bell doing a crack joke. We'll see if it's funny or if it's the same. I'm doing all right. I just had a birthday recently. I'm uh, getting a little older. I know I don't look that old, but you know, it's like my grandmother said, good black don't crack. <laughs> Apparently some of you have never heard that before. <laughs> my grandmother was cool though. She had expressions like that for everybody. For Asians, good yellow don't mellow. For Latinos, good brown won't let you down. For white people, good whites don't exist. Shut them all. <laughs> Shout them all, shout them all, shout them all. I'm just kidding. She didn't say nothing about good yellow. <laughs> all right. Uh, so there's a, it's a crack joke, but not the kind of crack joke we thought. Hey, guys. Uh, your Your next comedian is coming up. Uh, he's been given feedback on the panel. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Jason Balmforth. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, so um, I, I actually have a couple of new jokes uh, that I'm actually excited to work on. So, um, actually, going, going with Bo's thing, uh, legalized pot in Colorado. Uh, after pot got legal, I lived in Colorado for about a year, and I was there when it got legal. And it was right after it got legal that all these uh, poisonings started happening. All these, uh, you know, all these people started going to the hospital and shit, and then I read this article about this kid who ate a medicinal brownie and ended up having to go to the hospital. And I can only imagine what the conversation between the doctor and the parents were. And I'm assuming the doctor's diagnosis was something along the lines of give him a pack of Doritos, some Mountain Dew, and sit him on the couch in front of some SpongeBob for an hour, and he'll be fine. Because, shit, that's what I do. <laughs> anyway, so I um, found out recently uh, at, w at work. Uh, I found out I'm a hoe. I found out that... Um, you can leave me a big enough tip? I don't care how much of a dick you are, because daddy treat me fine. <laughs> Had a guy come in. He was a total douche nozzle for the entire uh, entirety three minutes of his visit. Left a 20 in the tip jar, and I couldn't wait for that fucker to come back. He came in today, and I got a little hard in my pants, I'm not going to lie, expecting that good tip. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, 
You ever get so high that you just uh, don't, you know, like you start to project personifications upon inanimate objects? Uh, like uh, you put a cigarette in your mouth and you light it and all of a sudden all you can think is that cigarette would just scream, Oh God, I'm burning! But you know how you smoke it down to the butt? So all I can imagine is my cigarette's a vindictive bastard. And all he's like, I'm going to shit in your mouth before I go. See you in hell, fucker. Uh, is that just me? <laughs> it's just me. <laughs> Actually, um, this is kind of an old story. But I was, um, I was in the park. I was smoking a bowl. And I was getting, you know, getting to that point where you're just a little too high. And you start getting a little paranoid. And this, uh, this pigeon started mean mugging me. It started looking at me real hard, like actually turned its head so its eye was straight on me and it started to freak me out. And so I was looking at this pigeon, I was like, hey, hey, fuck you pigeon, I can take you. I'm sure I can. And this guy looks up, he was cooking some heroin out of a bottle cap and he said, hey, what the fuck did you say? And I said, oh no, man, I'm sorry, I was talking to that pigeon. And he was like, oh, okay, and went straight back to what he was doing. So I guess I found the perfect way to defuse any situation in San Francisco is to just blame it on some animal or inanimate object. Like, no, I wasn't talking to you, man. I was, I was talking to that chair. And they'll go right back to where they were. Uh, you know, I, I told this joke a couple times, so I'm going to tell it again to see if I can get some feedback on it. So uh, I did get a job recently, and I was, uh, I was really ecstatic about getting this new job, right? Like, I actually got gainful employment because, you know, all this don't pay the bills. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, I got this new job, and so I'm calling everyone, and I'm telling them I got a new job, and I called my mom, and I was like, hey, mom, I, I, I got a new job. And my mom said, oh, so McDonald's called you back. To which point I had to say, no, M McDonald's didn't call me back. And then I felt fucking bad because McDonald's didn't fucking call me back. McDonald's was too good for me. They didn't want me. I felt, I felt fucking terrible. I'm going to leave it on that so I can get some actual input on all these jokes. Jason Bomforth, here on the Joke Workshop. Yay. Well, so on that last one, uh, I think I might take that into more the the paranoia of like the, uh, you know, uh, girlfriend or boyfriend like, oh, maybe they're playing hard to get. Maybe they're like getting into that dizziness of like, should I call it? Maybe just a text. You know what? I'll wait till... You know. uh, yeah, I can see that. I can see dive, dive into like that relationship. Yeah, I, I can play into yeah. that. I can see what you're talking about. I think that when you do the all this isn't paying the bills, you you know you motion like the your hand above. You should be like going like this, just a little, just. Yeah. Okay, I can do that. A little little self-effacing humor. I got it. Man, the rest of my set was fucking perfect, though. Nobody's got any feedback. That's awesome. No one has Killed any it. feedback at all? Killed it. Uh, I don't know. I'm just going to start sh shouting shit out there just to fill the air with noise. Yeah, I mean, I think for the McDonald's one, uh, at first, we're not... It's hard because when your mom talks about it, we think that she's just like dogging on you and making fun of you, but then you take that to an actual real place. So I think you're like blending this sort of what we think is a joke with an actual reality. So it's like, I never really got on board with the tone of that joke. Yeah, I got you. I got a little um, schizophrenic. But there is a thing, like, I don't know, this happened to me once and maybe this is something you could take, but like, there are jobs you can be like overqualified for. Like I got reject, I just graduated college and I couldn't be like a seized candy salesman for the holidays because they wanted to like give it to like a pregnant woman or something, which is kind of like a strange concept. So maybe there's like other experiences with jobs that you were either like kind of 
qualified in a different like overqualified or there was something like different with that 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 might be I got you I got I actually um I actually have a couple of other jokes I could work that into actually yeah about being overqualified and then I have a couple of other jobs I worked that were really fucking weird that it is it is weird that like it's like well I don't have another I'm gonna I'll take this job like why don't you just and but they don't want to do it because they think you're gonna leave so right I got you. David, do you you really wanted to be a C's candy salesperson at Christmas time? Badly, Pam. Yeah, I, I it love. Was, it was for the free sweets. Instead, free samples. Right? Instead, yeah. I became a Brugger's Bagels Bagel Baker. So you're you you too. And burn my fucking hands that, that's like Jewish. Every day. That's Jewish, if I may say. So Jewish, yeah. So the they you you're not too educated to be a Brugger's Bagel Bagel no, boy, right but you're level. too. It was hard. It was too. It was too much for me. I was. I like. Cause you got to like throw these bagels in this like thousand degree boiling water like delicately, but like I just just got like third degree burns every day, and I'm like this probably isn't worth six seventy five, and I also gained like forty pounds eating cream cheese. Yeah, nice. that'll happen. Wait, uh, so for um, Jason's thing, what are what are some other what are some other jobs that you that are like, I mean McDonald's is a pretty shitty job, but are I, there um, shittier I jobs? Had couple, I had a couple of jobs. Uh, I worked as a graveyard. Porn store clerk. Oh wow! Um, I worked as a uh, I worked as a bouncer for a while on Bourbon Street. I worked as now, um, now is that first one a, a shitty job or just like a sticky smelly job? <laughs> it's a it's a job where you, I got it by walking in and not looking like a meth head. Wow! See, you could I mean that what you just told us will help us connect more to your joke. If yeah, you, I got it. Like so I, can, the, I can actually, you know, like I, I can see tying it into that. Yeah, I have a couple yeah. of jokes about working at that job. That are, yeah. That one could be a suck-ass job, too. Well, I knew where all the, <laughs> the swingers' parties were going on. It's just a shame there were no ladies. Yeah. Or if you like, or I mean, if you lose the mom part, you can still do the McDonald's thing, but like it could be funny that your, your life is at such a low point. You're trying to put together the kind of like resume and persona to be able to work at McDonald's, like that journey could be like a pretty funny journey of like, this is what, man, I gotta like really pull my shit together so I can get a job at McDonald's, you know, like that's, that yeah, I can place. see that. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on it. I'm gonna tweak it a little bit. I'm gonna try it out this, uh, this Thursday. Yay, Jason Bonforth, yay. All right. Uh, our next comedian here at the Joke Workshop on Mutiny Radio has a name. And that name is Calvin. Woo. So guys, put your hands together right now. Calvin Albright, yay! Hi. Uh, just in the realm of relevance, I'd like to first talk off, start off by talking about my last job. I was a dog bather for five years. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> bather for five years, and I have one joke about it. Uh, it's more, and it's not even really a joke. It's more of a, a question of, or a, a fact that's humorous on my part, but what do dogs, buttholes, and spoons have in common? <laughs> Due to their concave nature, when sprayed with a stream of water, it erupts back and hits you in the face. <laughs> that is a true fact. <laughs> I'm going to throw out a date right now. July 30th, 1993. My birthday. Those of you good at math, can you subtract nine months from that? It's October 30th. 1992, just around Halloween. And I like to think that on Halloween night, my parents did the mash. They did the monster mash. <laughs> my dad was working in his house so late one night when B B Bacardi came in eerie sight. Twas my mom who came through the door looking like Agent Scully. <laughs> 
I really need to learn like the Monster Mash song so I can actually put lyrics over that. <laughs> but they did the mash. They did the Monster Mash. <laughs> and here I am. Uh, a lot of my favorite artists, or a few of my favorite artists are uh, Nirvana, uh, David Foster Wallace, and I don't have a third right now, but the two that they have in common, <laughs> two co the two that they have in common is that they both killed themselves. And a lot of my favorite artists have at least attempted suicide or have completed. So I think I'm on the right career path. <laughs> I like to throw really like, sad ones in just to see if I can recover from them sometimes. <laughs> I am joking. I, mean, I try to be a generally happy guy and one trick I, I have through extensive years of personal, personal therapy of trying to twist it into uh, instead of like the voice in my head saying like me, I've trained myself to have a yelling Italian man in there and you'll never be alone if that's the case. Hey, you gotta pay the rent. It's a coming up. Thanks, me. <laughs> But the downside of that is I eat a lot of spaghetti. Pizza, too. <laughs> uh, some people say that joke needs a trigger warning. How about this for a trigger warning? I own a gun. Woo! <laughs> uh, I, I, one thing I've been trying to do is uh, I do write a lot of, like, we were talking about hacky one-liners earlier, and I write about a lot of bad one-liners. Like, one I wrote on the way here was, I was really excited for my sex toy job because I was told, if you build it, they will come. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what in my mind has like compartmentalized a space for humor and then shot that out? I don't know what it is wrong with me, but there's something in there. Because I write jokes like, why'd the Mexican man get a discount on his meal? Because of the senor discount. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you just think of jokes like that and it's like, Really, that's what's inside of me? I'm trying to bare my soul doing this, and that's what's inside of me? Fuck the suburbs for birthing this bo boring person that stands before you. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, what I wanted to work on, so uh, thank you all very much. All right, keep it clapping for Calvin Albright. Yay! Thank you, thank you. I, right. liked, I liked your Rick Perry moment where you forgot the third thing. <laughs> So when it comes to your, uh, you know, like you got your Kurt Cobain, you got all that stuff, I want you to look into something. It's called the 27 Club. The 20, oh, I, yeah, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, the 27 Club, and you're not 27, right? No, 22. So, you know, like there's a joke in there about, you know, like I got so many years to make it big and then I can join the club. Yeah. And like if you're going to play it on that gallows humor line, like I think you can work with that. Okay. I got, I got something, yeah, okay. Um, so... On the jokes that are a little bit longer, like the story ones, uh, the Nirvana setup, uh, be really deliberate with your wording. So you say your favorite artists are Nirvana and David Foster Wallace, and they both committed suicide. I don't think Nirvana collectively committed suicide. Yeah. So like, name the artist and just keep that in mind, because then we can follow more closely and oh, yeah. kick okay. it. Thank you. I think you can keep, also keep that dog joke about, you know, spoons and dog buttholes. I think you can keep that, just, you know, cut it out a bit, like cut it down. Like, you know, like you can just, you know, like you, you can use it as a throwaway opener. And then, you know, like you can, you know, totally go like, and I got that from my five years of dog experience. And then, you know, if you have other jokes about shitty jobs or mm. both literally and figuratively, then, you know, you can use that as a good opener to that kind of set, that kind of bit. Yeah. 
When's when's your birthday again? Is July thirtieth. I think you should just say July thirty first. Yeah, just I was thinking to, that. Just to do it, and then I think, um, and the year kind of throws us off because we're trying to remember. It's like a September eleventh moment. Like, wait, do I care about the year? Um, <laughs> okay, so you yeah. might just want to lose that. And then I think there's just more opportunity with um, when you like are on Facebook or you see other people like uh, that have July thirty first birthdays. Like, you should. You have a really great premise in terms of you can open up this world to us of what yeah. it's like to have that October con- Halloween conception, the people that you've met throughout that, like what you're all like. I feel like, I mean, what you ha- the Monster Mash, like when it's working, it can be really fun. When it's not working, people could think it's like kind of like you could, Yeah, I could lame, totally throw but, in like, like what costumes were popular that year. Like who, what do you think they were yeah, dressed Yeah, set up, exactly. Yeah, set up the scene of, and then you could bring in the year and then set up mm. a scene of like what was, po- was it like Balky Bartakamoose, you know, from Perfect Strangers. I don't even know if you're old enough to get that reference. No. I am. Um, from like, yeah, it was like, te- whatever. Uh, full, it was the I'm full too old to get that reference. That. But yeah, but like that's a really cool perspective that you're going to have, no one else is going to have to like, these Halloween conceptions and yeah, paint these scenes. It's always funny when you're telling Halloween stories because you're like, and then Dracula walked in and he was fucking, you know, Minnie <laughs> Mouse. It's surprise. like a, <laughs> yeah. it's a really yeah, like great. Scully was fucking, you know. Yeah, because you don't have to say the character from a totally different to show. Yeah. That. And then that's how you get this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. You can tie that all into it with that story and that narrative. Like, I mean, like, also. Math is hard. <laughs> making your calendar audience, is hard. Making your audience do math is mean because then everyone starts to feel stupid because they're like, I know this and I should know this, but yeah, no, like, like, it, it, like, just like you know, like, like you go like you know, like, and what's nine months from then? Okay, I'll just it's Halloween, guys. It's, it's fucking Halloween. Like, just like. Throw him a bone because yeah. I was sitting there. What am I, Rain I, Man? How am I supposed to know what's in there? right? Because I was sitting there like trying to count back, and I just kind of like, and, I, and you know, like it's just funny if you just throw it in there. Like, okay, I'll just let you know right now, like just because it'll get you to that punchline faster, and it'll keep everyone involved in the action. I thought of another thing too. For Halloween, it's like most people are dressed up in masks, so you can make the joke that like you know some accidental children that were happening because it's like you didn't you couldn't actually see the person, yeah. and so. Oh, kind of yeah. fucked up, but I'm saying like that could be my dad's. Not, <laughs> not, not, not protect, their yeah. face was protected, their genitals weren't. Yeah, yeah. perfect. Uh, <laughs> I, it just occurred to me, trick or treat has got to fit in there somewhere. Right. <laughs> it's a lot of tricks. A little of both. I've been a mixed can, <laughs> and that's that's going to be a great bit to work on for this month. Yeah, like, every open mic this month is just like keep nailing that because that's going to be everyone's going to be down on it for October, especially with that black fucking whopper. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Mutiny Joke Workshop. Kelvin Albright is so young. That's all I thought. And I'm like, 92. Oh, my God. I could be your mom. Jesus Christ. Uh, All right. Hey, everybody. Your next comedian up is a very funny man. Put your hands together. It's Matthew Quirk. Mutiny Radio and all you people out there in Mutiny Land. It's great to be back here in San Francisco where eco-friendly living meets a totally unsustainable lifestyle. (laughs) Magical city you got here where a housing boom somehow causes homelessness. Amazing city you have. (laughs) Well, political humor's killing in here, so I'm just going to dive deeper into it. Because I've got something to say here that you're sadly not going to hear from the Democratic nominee for president. And you're definitely not going to hear it from the Republican nominee for president. But I'm going to say it here on Mutiny Radio. 
Ginger Lives Matter. Ginger Lives Matter. The other red meat. Now I know there's a lot of hashtag lives matter out there and I don't want to make light of that. But let's face it. It seems like the man is trying to kill the black man, but he's not. She's trying to keep the black man and the brown man down. They're actually trying to make the ginger man go extinct. I keep on reading on Facebook how many generations are left until we're just the highlights in some lucky chick's hair. (laughs) And global warming? That's just hooking a brother up. What kind of world is there in global warming for a ginger? (laughs) Fucking doomed. Can I say that on the radio? Yes. Dude. (laughs) Ginger. Forgot to ask before. But, so where was I? Oh yeah, doomed. So, as I was saying, as a man of color, and I'm looking at you, I'm looking at you because I'm expecting the nod that black men of color give each other to represent, thank you, the struggle, thank you. As a man of color, I gotta protect my people. I do. And I gotta say, we're taking that word ginger back. And unless you're hashtagging ginger, I don't wanna hear you just call someone a G out of nowhere. You know what I'm saying? And I don't wanna hear this, oh, my cousin's a ginger. That's pathetic. And I don't wanna hear this, I said ginger, not ginger, so it's cool. Don't get semantic with me. (laughs) That's our word, and we're taking it back. Now there are certain rules to using the word ginger. First rule, it's got to be in the rap song. (laughs) That's all I got with that. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, where else am I going with ginger? Yeah, well, so, I've got a solution though, and it's something you're not gonna hear from the Republican nominee for president, and you're also not gonna hear it from the Democratic nominee for president. But I have a solution. I implore you to fuck a ginger tonight. And that's really all I got on Ginger Lives Matter. Uh, let's see, what can I do in a minute? I'm older hearing this guy talk about being ni- born in 1990, what? Three. I just don't think I could put it together in a minute at my age. Thank you though, Pam. Uh, yay. yay, very funny jokes from Matthew Quirk, mm. Ginger Lives Matter, what do you guys think? Uh, I'll comment on the, the political opening I really liked. Because, I mean, I've seen, like, you know, a lot of stand-up, when they try and get political, it's uh, all they do is demonize the other side and think that, that, like, that's humor. But you actually, it was carefully crafted and funny, and I like that. Thanks. Uh, yeah, I agree. I really liked it when you take it in one direction and then take a harsh turn. Um, I think midway through the the list of ginger things that are related to other Lives Matter things... Um, either take it really far and like list it really long or take a turn. I think it would be funny to bring up something like uh, running a, into other ginger people on the street or if you have like meetings. I'm just, I've, also I just genuinely wonder 
Do you make eye contact with other gingers when you see them in public? We nod, we do the fist thing. Okay, 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 okay. I see, okay. You know, you do, you do remember, I, I do have something about that. I, I talk about the Facebook thing with the Dolores Park hoax that we're having a meeting and like, you know how sunny it gets in Dolores Park? Okay. You know. <laughs> <Just> set up. <laughs> so thank you. I thought the Ginger Lives Matter was sparkly and perfect and wonderful and very funny. And you're very relaxed up there. You, yeah. It was great. I, I don't, yeah. I mean, that whole section. Thank you. Yeah. I'm threading a needle with it. <laughs> Silver lives matter. <laughs> Is that it? Thank you, Muni Radio. Wait, wait. Dave, 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 say something. Oh, please, David, please. Say, David, say something, Mr. Brown. There you go. I think, uh, I think as a man of color, as a man of color, should be like a punchline versus like the beginning of a beginning of what you're about to say because it's a really great. It's a, real, it's a great ending. It's a punchline. So you kind of used it as, a, as an opener, but like I think it could work better like that. And also, I don't know if you got into that. How did you... The, the political thing, that was the premise to get into the Ginger Lives Matter thing? Uh, sort of. I mean, uh, those are little, just little things. Like I try to... I've always tried to start my set with all laughs. So I came right, up with right. the, you know, eco-friendly living. I'm like, and then I'll just do it. But like that on the homelessness and it was... It was you know, everyone else is talking drugs, and yeah. I'm going somewhere else tonight. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Oh, I got, I got one, more th one more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Yeah. Sorry. I was the last. I agree with what she said about, like, kind of prolonging the, the racial things. I feel like that's something that you can definitely, like, add on to. Like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, a black woman just won that Emmy, but a ginger has never won an yeah. Emmy for that exact role. I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like... I feel like there's so I many things you. you could connect it to. What are y'all, 13%? We're 1%. Percent, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Ron something? The ginger guy in Hollywood? Weasley. No. Uh, Ron Howard, yeah. Ron Howard. Yeah, you got I don't know. Too, man. He's, he's a quarterback. Athlete, cool. <laughs> All right, keep it going for Matthew Quirk. Yay! Yay! Hooray. Uh, we are just about halfway through the joke workshop, and we have another comedian here for you guys. Put your hands together. It's Ed Ant. Let me just start off with a joke that I really wanted Matthew to hear. <laughs> so, a while back, I was homeless and living in Venice Beach. Now, while I was there, I met up with this man. His name was Dan, and he lived in a van down by the beach. Now, he had a dog. Beautiful, wonderful dog, you know, friendly, lovable. You know, it, it, that'll play a part later in the story. Don't worry about that for now. Anyway, th this guy, he loved to talk. He thought of conversations as competition. He would take a f what would normally take five minutes to say and stretch it out for about five or ten hours. He had what he called the gift of the gab, but admittedly, only he thought it was a gift. Now, this red-headed man who lived in a van down by the beach with his dog, he talked so much that one day he pissed his dog off enough to bite him. Now, being the smart man that he is, he decided, hey, 
let me just super glue this shut, you know? And a few days later, he began to see this red line going from his hand all the way up his arm. Now, I told him, because I'm, you know, the kind of guy who would do this, that he should go see a doctor so that he doesn't die. Now, he did that, and he's alive today. Do you know why? Because ginger lives matter. <laughs> right, not as funny as Matthew. <laughs> Time for a new joke. So, Facebook was down earlier today, which is why all the other social networking sites have been inundated with posts about not being able to get on Facebook at work. In other news, a large number of white-collar workers were fired today because they were caught tweeting about how they couldn't get on Facebook from work. I have more jokes. Sorry. It's all right, Pam. I, it's all right. So, I uninstalled McAfee antivirus because it does shit like that. It's the most cleverly named virus on the internet. You know, it's on almost every computer, hogging up valuable space that could be better used for porn and porn-related activities. You know, and it keeps asking you to update it to whatever stupid update version it has. And I think that they do that so that you keep agreeing to their terms of service. You know, without reading it. I mean, who bothers to read that shit? Anyway, moving on to another joke that probably will be more funny. There's nothing worse than having to sit through somebody's poetry. If it were any good, then it would be written on a wall and nobody would be trying to read it to you. <laughs> you heard the horn. That means it's time for an ad. That's right, folks. We'll talk about what my website's doing. This coming October 7th, Just Me and Chicks is hosting a podcast here at Mutiny Radio from 8 to 10. The topic for the half-hour open mic will be heckling. Come with your best stuff. First, I'd like to apologize for my computer. I clicked on this thing to, it wanted to, it was like, put in a name and find out everything about yourself and your arrest record and all this stuff. And it couldn't find me. Pam, Pam, It has me underneath Pam, Pam Ray. Look look at the eyes. That's a scam. <laughs> no, no, it's, scam. it's it was real, and they're like they're like pay Sunny money, blah blah blah. But the bonus of it is that they couldn't find me. They only could find my maiden name, which I I I was married, and then I never changed my name really. And but they still had me as the other name, so I am unfindable on the internet. I'm really excited about that. I don't exist. Okay, uh, back to Ed Ant's jokes. You don't hear a lot of personalities bragging about that. So, uh, before, uh, before we get to commentary, let me just say a helpful tip for anybody looking for to disappear like Pam has. Change your name when somebody dies. Yeah, to their name. <laughs> yeah. All right, that, that's, that's all. Okay, that. so um, first piece of feedback I got is, uh, like, you know how you have all that energy when you... Uh, 
when you uh, do your ad. Yeah. I want that level throughout your bit. <laughs> the entirety? That sounds exhausting. That yeah, but it would be hilarious. Like I, I like I, I want energy from you. And like uh, the second thing is like uh, try try and try and get off the book, man. Like yeah. Yeah. Because, All right. Yeah. It's, it's. I mean, I'm. I'm not going to, right now. But yeah, it's helpful. Uh, the only thing I had to say about your voice, like, I don't agree with that because you don't want that a hundred all the, all the time. Because you have fucking range, you know, whatever, serious to boom or whatever. I use that. But also, you have a couple bits that would work if you you're, you're doing it. I forget which one it was. I think it was your second or third joke. And it was like in uh, in today's news, which you're using your newscaster voice. It's cool and it works for you and all that. Right. But the joke wasn't there, or at least you didn't. It didn't land the way you said it to, there. If you just do it in a di- in a more just your voice, just talking or whatever, like just don't don't use your 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 awesome fucking cool ass voice as a crutch to carry a joke. Let let that punch the joke up or make it you know your delivery and all that. But uh, that one, I, I felt you're leaning on your on your on that to tell that story. Cause it's a good idea. It's a good premise. But I think you you're going about it wrong with the energy being put towards your voice right. instead of just the creativity of how you can how you can, how you can say that thought and make it funny because you can it's a good premise but just uh yeah don't use it as a crutch use it i mean just you have it you know you don't get a fucking all right you know also on i'm on that first one that story meandered a bit much like i got lost a bit about halfway through it so like if you're going to you know piggyback off of someone's set right like if you're going to make a call back to someone else's set like um you you want it to be kind of punchy. You want it to like actually hit in, because like, um, as I said, yeah, you lost me like halfway through. I was sitting there like this, this man in the van down by the beach with the dog and the super glue, and I don't I don't know where any of this is going. And all right, yeah. So like, if if you're going to use it, like trim it down, or um, as I said, like if you're gonna yeah, if you're gonna piggyback on someone else's you know material, like if you're gonna call back to them, make it punchy, make it quick. Right. Yeah, just to reiterate what they said, my comment basically was, I, your voice kept me interesting, th- kept me interested throughout it, but I think as he said, it, it did sounded really well rehearsed, and you weren't, uh, it was on the book, right? Yeah. Yeah, I thought you were going to do sort of like a repeater thing with that man, with the van, with the dog, and say it like 18 times, like to the point where we're like in a dream about it, like do the, like, the, the repeater sort yeah. of way of getting the joke right. on. but it, yeah, it just kind of meandered. So if you're gonna do something like that, like it's gotta, it's gotta actually get to the point where it's like a huge bait and switch, uh-huh. or it's gotta be punchy. I, I, I mm-hmm. if I knew a way to rhyme dog with man and van, I'd go. For it. <laughs> well, no, like the man with the van and the dog by the beach. Like if you just repeat that, yeah, a lot. Yeah, the then, repeater. Then people are going to grow to expect it when you say something next. And while I was talking to this man in the van with the dog that lived by the beach, and he was, you know, smoking a bowl in his van because he's the man in the van with the dog by the beach. Yeah. Right? You can but, you could even save the joke with that when people are like, "Do you guys remember the man with the van?" I talked about him earlier. And um, also, um, if you uh, if you don't get a lot of feedback from the audience, and I know this took me for fucking ever, this was some of the best feedback I got is like. Don't call yourself all out on it. Like, don't, don't, don't be like, oh, I guess that one didn't, oh, yeah. didn't work. Like, just, just go to the next one. Like, just let it, let it fall, let it fizzle, and let it do what it does. But just float into the next one and keep 
keep going with your act because it can be a real flow breaker. Right. And, you know, like half of this whole thing is confidence. And if you just are confident in your stuff, then people will come back on, on board with the next one if the last one didn't go so well. Right. And, yeah, so, I mean, like that was, that was a really big habit of mine that I had to break as well. Right. Uh, any other comments? Um, do more tech jokes. Because you know <laughs> a numbers. lot about tech. And I mean, like you can make a bit out of that, but um, I like um, have kind of like a, a, a not, I don't want to say a theme, but like, you know, just kind of a coherency in the narrative between the start of your set and the end of your set. Like if it flows into a different subject, make sure it flows naturally into a different subject. Cause when you do a bunch of these jump cuts to different jokes and different topics, it can get a bit jarring. Oh, all right, keep it going, Fred and All right, we have a new person. Yay! And she's a girl. Yay! Uh, put your hands together uh, for our next comedian, Tess Berry. Hello. Uh, so I'm an incredibly average lazy person. Yeah, I figured you guys might, you know, get that uh, as well. Um, but it's not like I'm very exceptional at it. Like, I, I'm so lazy I can't even commit to being good at it. I'm just kind of mediocre. Um, but I also forget that I'm lazy. So, like, a good example is, which is probably a terrible example because I'm in a room full of dudes right now. <laughs> I bought a pair of boots online, and I couldn't decide if I wanted that pair or if I wanted to get them in a different color. I know, it's all about me. And so I spent all this time and I was going back and forth and then I like also kind of like forgot about it and it was, see when I also, I don't remember, cause I forget all the time, I don't remember that I'm a lazy person. So I was like, assumed the best of myself cause it was, you know, 10 day return. And I was like, that'll be fine. If I don't like them, I'll send them back. No, I got super distracted. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, I'll, I'll go to the post office, but hold on, Save the Last Dance is on TNT again, and I kinda wanna watch it. That's a great movie. You guys should definitely watch it. It's the one where Julia Stiles like, ballet dances her way around the south side of Chicago into an interracial relationship. Like That movie had like a severe, deep impact on me. I love that movie. Coincidentally, the movie Deep Impact had no impact on me <laughs> whatsoever. But Save the Last Dance, though, that's a good one. But yeah, I ordered these boots, and then I totally didn't deliver them. That's, there's, I mean, that was just, that's just the end of that. I'm just really lazy. But yeah, I'm really lazy at work, too. Uh, I spend a lot of my time at work doing jigsaw puzzles. Like, not even the hard ones. I just do really easy jigsaw puzzles all day. Like, today, I found an old, like, a four-month-old inquirer and took it, and I've been doing the crossword puzzle for a week. And it's not like I do one or two here every other day. No, I've been working on that like eight hours a day, every day for like two days. It's a lot. I don't know why I'm not fired. Uh, but uh, work's okay. I, uh, it's fine. I like puzzles. But uh, I have a friend who's dating this guy she works with, which I don't get like I could not imagine dating someone from work because you just have to see them like all the time but I don't know where else you meet people like it seems nowadays everyone meets people either at work or through friends or on an online dating app 
or things that require name tags. And I just hate events that require name tags, like speed dating, uh, conferences. I just don't like name tags. It's good, though, because I forget my own name, so it reminds me, which is helpful. But I went on a date with this guy the other night. I finally went on a date, and I went on a date with this guy. And uh, you don't know what you're getting yourself into with these dating websites. You know, you just see a couple pictures and maybe one or two lines, and you chat, and you don't know what you're getting into. So I go on a date with this guy, and it turns out he was super rich. Like, he was so rich. How rich was he? He was so rich, he didn't have to pay taxes. <laughs> Ba-dum-tsh. Uh, <laughs> No, <laughs> it wasn't going to work, though, because, you know, if he's not cool with part of his wealth going towards services for people who actually need them, I'm not sure how cool he'd be with sharing his wealth with my overeducated ass. <laughs> but uh, that's not true. It's not true at all. I'm overeducated. That's true. But I, it's not true. I didn't go on a date. I didn't go on a date with a rich guy. I couldn't catch a rich guy with a 12-foot pole made of roofies. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so, I, yeah, I don't, I don't like work. Uh, Work is kind of like, talking about, I, I don't like work, but I also don't like talking about work. Like, that's way worse than being at work. Um, work is kind of like, talking about work is kind of like talking about your dreams. Unless I'm there or people are fucking, nobody cares. <laughs> Preferably both. And uh, one last thing, uh, since I hate dating and I hate work, I decided to combine the two and become a sex chat line person, start my own, yeah. But uh, I'm, no, I'm like really not good at talking sexy, I get really nervous, and I don't know what to say. So I decided to do um, impersonations instead. <laughs> but I'm also really bad at impersonations, so someone will call in and they'll be like, I'll be like, yeah, hey, what are you into? And they'll be like, oh yeah, I'm really into Jerry Seinfeld. And I'll be like, cool, cool, I got it, okay. Oh God, what's the deal with missionary? It's not like they do it in church. That's terrible, that's a terrible, <laughs> sorry. Uh, I have one other one, I like someone will call in. I only have two impressions. Someone will call in and they'll be like, yeah, I'm really into uh, uh, William Shatner. Are you sure, are you sure you're not into Christopher Walken? Yeah, Christopher Walken will do, okay, good, thank God. Um, wanna fuck? <laughs> I'm sorry, all right, thank you guys. Yay. Tess Berry, yay! Uh, comments? Okay, so I've got one. Um, when it comes to your lazy joke, right? Like, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm really lazy, but I'm kind of adequate at it. I would actually go in the opposite direction. I'd say like, I'm really lazy, but I'm so lazy that's really hard to commit to being this lazy. <laughs> It's just a lot of work. And, you know, something along those lines, I think, would actually work better for you because it's, you know, it's funny. It plays yeah. on itself. I'm curious, how's your Arnold Schwarzenegger impression? Do the job. I'm going to come on your face. That's good. Okay, there you go. That's exactly what he did to California. I've been looking for one. Thank you. I'm going to come on your back. <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> after I take this Viagra. Awesome. I really, I've been looking for another one, so that's perfect. That's way better. Uh, just going off the impressions, even like your last one, doing a shitty impression and being like, I don't fucking know you, whatever, is funny. And yeah. you can use that. I mean, work on a couple, get a couple more, I guess, or work on impressions, but you also, that joke doesn't, you don't need to nail the fucking impression to make that joke funny, right? Right. Uh, yeah. spe speaking of that joke, uh, 
I was paying, I like walked out rudely and smoked half a cigarette. I, w I was listening though. Um, but it, it took, I do, I'm, I, I'm rude, I but I'm lot, respectful. But uh, so it took like two minutes to get to your first like kind of, kind of punchline or whatever. So put that last joke first, you know, or just get, you need a laugh in the first 60 seconds at least, or it's just like a, if it's in the middle of a story or middle of a joke or whatever, like boom, like they say, you know, you're supposed to get a laugh every 10 seconds, but I, what, fuck the rules and all that. But just as far as you said, this is the first time here or how many times have you been up at an open mic or how, how new are you? Uh, I've been doing it for like two months. Per, okay. The first exactly. half was like all stuff I wrote an hour before. So that's why. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep doing it. Stuff. Absolutely. But uh, think about winning you gotta you gotta you gotta get us right right away yeah and uh that long-winded joke probably what it was like was gilmore girls or some chick flick movie right it's oh, tough yeah. you're working a, cr a crowd for a bunch of dudes who do not we're not relating and i do think that there, there's meat in that joke keep, uh, keep it but you know shorten it rewrite it or just whatever but have a have a, a shorter joke to start with okay. just to get it going because yeah. I mean? it take a little while and you're like, all right, and then you're you're starting to sweat and we're like, uh, you know. Right. So yeah, just that's that's all I can say though. Great, thanks. Yeah. And when it when it comes to doing your shitty your shitty impressions, the worse the better. Like right. if, if you're gonna have like really bad impressions, be really bad at them. Like I mean, like just ham it up. That Jerry Seinfeld was pretty bad. I mean, get <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jerry Seinfeld. Keep that exactly the way it is. Okay, here's my here's my question though, cause also get yeah. a Bill Cosby in there somewhere. I'm not going there. Or don't. See, there's that's my thing though, cause I don't there's some I want to do, but then it feels like it deserves extra commentary, or like I'll do two and they sound exactly the same, but if I point that out, it's it doesn't get a laugh. Yeah. So I have to find things that are distinct enough and make the line itself pretty funny. Right. So I'm still reworking it. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I think, is a good one, like peppering in one that actually works, but the line itself is much funnier. Yeah. Here's an idea. In, in, instead of doing two that are, sound exactly the same and then commenting about it, just just do three that sound yeah. exactly the same. <laughs> yeah, that's just good. Is that something that implicitly people would notice? I, I think so. Yeah. I feel it better to just do three that are terrible, but that stands on its own. Okay, yeah. And I also, I hate apologizing, too. I'm just going to be like, it's terrible. Deal with it. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Don't talk about it. Don't, don't apologize. Yeah. You nailed it. It's not terrible. Show, show no weakness. Yeah. <laughs> we smell it, and it's like sharks and blood. Oh, God. <laughs> that sounds more like the movie Deep Impact. Okay. <laughs> nice. That's a little massive impact. Thank you. Hey, that's Jeff Barry. Yay. You guys are listening to MutinyRadio.fm. This is the Joke Workshop every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. And uh, we are moving right along on the list. Up next is Tommy McGuire. How are you guys? Good. Grab a mic, huh? This is on? Going? Good. I'm just sitting down because I have a bad back and I got high before I did my set, which I never do. So I'm feeling real chill, but, you know, just want to relax, man. See what I said about starting off hot? Oh, yeah, there you are. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, man. Um, as I'm, I guarantee you, almost all of us are, I, I deal with, you know, depression and just, you know, what the fuck am I doing in my life? Like, I'm thinking that pretty much right now. But, uh, now I got to deal with, I'm, I, I turn 35 next month. Woo! 30 fucking five. God damn it. Uh, 
And it just, it hits me hard, man. It sucks because I'm just fucking like, what am I doing, man? Um, like literally right now, what the fuck? Why? Why would I do this? It's Monday. I could do anything else, but I want to stare at your eight fucking blank faces. And then you get to tell me what you think of me. Yeah. Cool life choices, Tommy. But um, I do have a little pick-me-ups, man. Like I work with kids, so that's a real cool. I feel real, you know, a little important, righteous. But also, like, my what really helps me with my depression is uh, I'm a bouncer, so I check a lot of IDs. And at least, like, a dozen times a night, I have to, like, double-check. And they think it's because they think it's a fake. And I'm just like, oh, my God, you look like shit at 28. Holy fuck. <laughs> like, really? Like, I'm, like, really doubling. And you, you fell apart quick, dude. I'm 34, and I look like this. I get carded for IDs. You know what? All right, you know what I mean. It's a little bit, a little pick me up. You look like shit. I do, but I look like a shitty 25 year old instead of you know shitty 35 year old. I have, it helps to have a skateboard. I'm fucking like the guy named Grown Bart Simpson. Yeah, um, you know, I'm turning 35, and it's weird. In 2015 in, in San Francisco, turning 35, it's not that big of a deal. You know, it's. But I'm get, if, I feel like turning 35 in San Francisco is like turning like 14 in the 1930s. Like it's time to start really buckling down, get a good job, <laughs> impregnate your wife five times, so only three of them are gonna stick. You know what I mean? Um, yeah, so I'm just, I don't know, I'm at that point, man. What am I doing? I'm fucking wasting my nights fucking telling jokes to you know people who aren't laughing. It's rough out here for a pimp, man. The struggle's real. Uh, someone says Cecil the Lion. That reminded me that that was a thing. <laughs> it's already gone, right? Because it's such a bullshit. Who, fuck, who, mm. And I didn't, you know, and it was all over Facebook. It's one of those Facebook things. That's what it's, it's a news story or whatever, and it's on Facebook. And then two fucking weeks later, who gives a shit? But it, at 10 a.m. that day that that shit broke, it's the biggest fucking trending. Cra- everyone's talking about it. It's crazy. And I didn't give a shit. I didn't get involved in a little debate or anything like that online until. One of my vegan friends uh, started talking all this pro-PETA bullshit. Just like, oh, oh, everyone's outraged about one lion who's outraged about all the millions of cows that go into fucking, you know, uh, factory farming every day. Dude, they're fucking cows. (laughs) You show me one cool cow tattoo, and I'll show you two billion fucking awesome lion tattoos. That's why fucking Cecil mattered for fucking lions. They're a fucking king. They look cool on my arm. I want one, but I'm broke. But yeah, man, like, and yeah, I fucking dropped the mic on that shit. He had nothing to say. He was like, well, yeah, well, they're fucking cows, man. They just, what would they do? You know, they don't hunt. You know, they don't fucking do anything cool. They don't protect their family. They just fucking, no. Nah, Sean. Um, I don't think I'm going to clo- even have a closer here. Uh, what's your name? Mike. Mike. Did you follow me on a, on a, a ship of fools one night? You did. And you gave me, it was a great joke. And I got in some shit on Facebook over it because it basically happened again. And I want to talk about, I haven't said wigger this whole set. I've been trying not to. But whatever, listen, I'm, I'm, it's the only time I'm going to say it. But anyways, what's up with African-American, shit, I'm, uh, sorry, African-American enabling of people like me. Because what he said and what I posted on Facebook, well, I'm not going to say what he said, but I posted on Facebook that uh, 
I walked into school and my security guard, happened to be a black guy, gave him a handshake, walked away. And as he walked away, he, he's in the middle of a discussion about handshakes, probably about white people handshakes and black people cool shit, right? And I didn't hear that part. I just walked in, what's up, Mike? Boom, later. And he's like, so what's up with him? He's like, ah, oh, that's a reverse Oreo. That boy white on the outside, but he's a nigga on the inside. I never want to say nigga with a mic. I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah. Thank you. I've been. Where's that been? You're like three minutes late, Pam. Floundering. But uh, yeah, so I need to start writing some uh, African American enabler jokes, cause or a bit, cause you know everyone ma makes fun of me. Everyone made fun of me for that post, putting it on Facebook, cause it's such a fucking like white person who desperately needs like black people to like encourage, you know. <laughs> I don't have the words. I, just, I haven't written any of this down. I'm just talking. And I got 30 seconds, maybe. Uh, yeah. So maybe think next time before you compliment a wigger on, how, on his shoes. You know what I mean? Like, because I'm, yeah. That's my set, guys. Yay, Tommy McGuire. First thing, number one, don't pay attention to Facebook. Fuck Facebook. Sorry, I was just on Facebook. And seriously, right. fuck Facebook. I hate Facebook. I, do, do, I don't even know who Cecil the Lion is, but I, I, I certainly hate Facebook. Okay, uh, comments. So, um, I, I've, I've got one, actually. So when you're talking about like getting into your argument with your vegan friend, and he's talking about all these cows getting slaughtered, and you're you know, like, what, what are cows good for, aside from being delicious? Like, well, that's, a little, that's, that's, that's the easiest. I mean, that's the thing. I, I want to skip over that. I just want to look like... I didn't sell it this time about how like uh, right I got the, you though, the lion tattoo and like lions are cooler. And I went way too far. I, like the lion tattoo should have been the ender of that, and I was like, yeah, and then lions and just kind of meandered yeah, for a second. Yeah, and um, I wanted to be more of a quick, just like you know. Fuck. Right, and also you said you uh, you dropped the mic, and I think it would be fucking hilarious if you ended your set with that. And just... Never drop the mic here at Mutiny Radio. <laughs> Never ever ever exactly. drop the mic well, at Mutiny Radio. Precious expensive Never, equipment. Ever oh, drop the mic yeah. ever. They can't afford it, shit. You have friends that so are doing vegan. a brainwash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, they're, they have a shitty XLRs too there. It, it goes in and out. Anyway. Uh, I have a comment about um, the enabling joke. I mm. think it would be, it would really set it up if you compared your type of enabling with someone else who needs enabling. Like, uh, I mean, you can stick with social media if you want, girls yeah. posting stuff on social media or boys calling their mom constantly. Like some other type of enabling, I think would set it up. What's wrong with that? Uh, yeah, you yeah. <laughs> know. Uh, I know I fucked. I shouldn't even. Well, because I literally wrote that as a hold on to that later because I just thought of it. No, um, yeah, no. I think it has. I think it has more to, to go. Because I'm fucking smart. And I'm like, don't so don't listen to any advice I've given anyone here tonight. You saw this, like don't bother. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, sh I should have like kept that in the vault a little bit, and because uh, the first one went too quick. Uh, my first joke went too quick, and uh, then yeah, I just brought that up because. Next time, man. Yeah. Right, yeah no, I, I think there's a lot of stuff there with the enabling yeah, thing. That's I, that's sort of the thread I I, 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 don't, I, I weave with the ginger thing. Like it's it's I'm I'm taking we, we, off we of that racial thing. Fucking, like, yeah. You know, but I think there's a lot of material there. Something along you know stuff along about like yeah. How about you know black people contributing to delinquency of white miners? How come there's not more <laughs> law enforcement? Involved? Oh, one more thing to blame you know, for. Sure. Yeah. I don't want to go that route, but you know, it, it's yeah. Um, I I think there's meat there, but I just shouldn't. Have, I sh literally I wrote down. It's good. It's those good. Those three words. Wait, African American introduction. And then I try to do two minutes on it. And, uh, but yeah. I right. But I this is know. the place to do that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 These are all compliments. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think. Wait, I'm not getting paid. <laughs> this isn't. A... That's complimentary as well. <laughs> 
Uh, I think another one too. Um, you started out up front talking about depression, which mm. uh, welcome um, yeah. conversation. Uh, but I think if you take it down and you take it down for a good couple seconds, you need to like pop it right back up. Yeah. So I think the um, comparison to people you have to check IDs with is good, but maybe a specific example that goes like really cuts to it might hit it a bit faster. Tying it to depression with them. Oh, yeah, like say like, well, I I, did, like I one dude came up and he looked like like an a specific example yeah, of what I didn't he looked correlate like. Correlate the depression to why when you look you're 28 and you look like shit uh, makes me feel better quick enough to where like I'm, I have a, yeah. a bunch I have like 12 instant like Xanax uh, per night where I'm just fucking like I feel better about myself. You look like a sh- piece of shit. So I got I got to tighten the fuck that fucker up. But I did or, like your uh, bit about you know you're turning 35 and you feel like you're supposed to be like a 14 year old in the 30s. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah that yeah. that shit was tight. I like yeah. that. Uh, About the uh, African-American enabler, I think that would work better if you use an acronym, and I actually came up with one. uh, AACL, African-American culture lover. (laughs) That would fit in my my Wigger Defense League, a new name for it. That's good for the Wigger Defense League, yeah. Uh, yeah. I still say Wigger, Wigger, chicken dinner, but you still don't like that. I I know you still do, Pam. (laughs) I'm glad you brought that up again. But uh, it's cute. <laughs> but you know, all right. hey, that was the biggest laugh of the night. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> Tommy McGuire, who incidentally last night had a really good set at the uh, Everything Open Mic. Also, uh, Ed Ant had a really good set last night too. Um, and Jason Baltforth, all of them came last night to the uh, Open Mic here, and it was. With, it was an everything open mic, which is why they might have been complaining about the stupid poems. Uh, but it, it's funny, when you have an audience of poets, it's so good for comedy because um, they actually listen and pay attention. And then they're not like, they're not expecting it, so they're usually very pleasantly surprised. So uh, yay for last night. Hey guys, uh, we have three comics left here on the Joke Workshop. Shop. Our next comedian is a funny, funny man. He's been coming every Friday to Pamtastics and uh, doing really well. So. Put your hands together, everybody. It's Sanjay. Uh, my grandma is a very sweet lady. She likes to be independent. She's always telling me how she's independent. She doesn't need any help. She doesn't need any assistance. So I stole her life alert. And uh, a week later, they found her on the rolling around the living room. I don't know. Is it, do you think that all life alert, do you think there's ever a moment when like a life alert dispatcher just doesn't come? Like if Fidel Castro is the caller, you know, like he just won't come or like Donald Sterling, you know, like what if Donald Sterling's life alert caller was like black? Like what? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, all right, Mr. Sterling, just stay calm. All right. I just need you to do two things. Just take a deep breath and say, I love black people. Like that's all I need you to do. You know, never. Like, if, he di- if Donald Sterling died for his racism, I would have a lot of respect for that, honestly. Like, that's, <laughs> that's pretty, like, uh, admirable, you know? I'm pretty sure when Donald Sterling said all that shit about, like, the Clippers or whatever his basketball team is and, like, black people and stuff, there were senior homes across the American South just erupting and standing ovation. Like, just fucking the rock, the, <laughs> the theme song from Rocky's playing, they're just dancing. Da-da-da. Da, da, da. You know, that's just triumphant, you know? It's crazy. I feel sorry for uh, modern-day white males. Because it's like, 
There was a like for two two thousand years. There was like a party, and like you guys showed up just as the cops came. You know, like it just you know Martin Luther King filed a noise complaint. Just, it's horrible. And you guys don't even like white people are the only ones who don't understand what white privilege is. You know, like everyone else knows, and they're just like what. Like, you can't even appreciate it. That's kind of sad to me. You know, like, what good is that? Like, you don't appreciate it. It hurts us. Like, it's not doing anyone any good. Uh, what else? What else? I've not, I'm not that old, but I've learned a few things in my life. I learned that uh, only dudes have Adam's apples. You know? Like, I'm, not, I'm serious. Like, th- they don't teach you that in school, right? Like, they don't. Like, you just have to learn that shit for yourself. That's some street knowledge, you know? <laughs> Like, they teach you a lot of other stuff. They're like, oh, the heart's here. The lung's here. It's like, all right, I don't give a shit, you know? We just have a bunch of doctors running around accidentally fucking guys. But that's basically the result of that, you know? If you have... <laughs> another thing I've learned is uh, if a website's URL is in Mandarin, it's probably a virus, you know? <laughs> the hackers are... <laughs> Sorry, Leo. The hackers... <laughs> and the hackers, Leo... You know? And like as you're as you're on the website, the hackers are laughing at you in Chinese. You know, <laughs> don't. Uh, I've learned not to shave your balls with uh, a straight edge. You know, I don't know why I thought that was a good idea. It's just not. You know, if God wanted you to shave your balls, He would have made balls look like uh, Betty White's taint. All right, which I imagine is also really hard to shave. Uh, Pam is just like, holy shit. <laughs> uh, let me think, what else, what else, what else? Oh, my, uh, when I read my name in the series, she reminds me of my uh, Midwestern third grade teacher. You know, she just can't get my, she can't wrap the, her head around Sand, you know? Like, Sam? No, Sand. Sam? Like, I remember the first day of uh, third grade, you know? Like, we were going through names, and she's like, what's your name? I'm like, Sand. It's like, Sam? No, Sand. She's like, mm. <laughs> And she goes to the next, she goes to the next game, it's like, what's your name? It's like, Jake. And then she looked at me, and she's like, all right, that young man knows what his name is. Watch and learn, Sam. <laughs> Sam, Sam, watch and learn, goddammit. Uh, I'll end on this. Uh, I travel a lot, and I was at the airport recently. Uh, I was standing behind this hardcore Middle Eastern dude, you know, like, turban, robes, carrying a Quran. Like, even the Prophet Muhammad's like, dude, you need to take it down a notch. Like, you might be a little bit overdressed. And uh, I guess he thought I was Middle Eastern. I'm not. But uh, he turned around. He was talking to me in, like, Arabic or something. I was just nodding, like, yeah, 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 whatever. Let's go around. Just move it along. Uh, We need to get on the flight. Uh, (laughs) So we go through security check. We're going towards the airport terminal. And right before he boards the plane, he stops turns around, he looks at me, and he's like, and just straight up walks into the airplane. You know, I'm just freaking out, having heart palpitations and shit, you know? Like, holy shit, air hostess is trying to calm me down. Sir, are you okay? It's like, fuck no, I'm not, all right? I need to go to Miami. That plane is going into Obama's window, you know? And, like, I took the plane. It was the scariest time of my entire life. We landed safely, thank God. And uh, I thought about it. I'm like, I don't know what's going on, but I think the guy botched the mission, you know? Because I heard him on the phone later, and he either said psoriasis or sorry, ISIS. <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. That's been my set. Keep it going for Sam. Sam, <laughs> Sam Jay. Great, great set. I would like to hear you laugh in Chinese, though, because you kind of set yourself up for that. I don't even want to touch is that. that. Too, is that too racist? I, don't, I wouldn't know what to do either. I was like, I wonder what he's going to do with that. And then you just like, yeah. were like, I'm not even going to do it. I mean, I know how I would do it, but I don't think I want to. I don't want to try that. I don't think I can pull it off. 
So that thing about the Adam's apple and it's street knowledge. Yeah. Uh, I think. What is no that? San Pablo that. Avenue knowledge? Like, I would like <laughs> to know what street knowledge it is like. You know, <laughs> All right. You know. Polk, Polk and uh, yeah. po- Post and Polk. Hyde yeah. Street. Uh, yeah. is, is kind of the, is, is a nice place for, uh, for our brethren, girlfriends. Girlfriend okay. brethren. I was thinking about cutting that one. That just seemed too trite. The Adam's apple. It's a like. A bit, I think. Seems stupid, yeah. I'm cutting it. I'm cutting it. I I was I hesitate to say this because the Donald advice. The Donald Donald certainly got a good reaction, Uh but like in my mind, I was like, that's that's not really like on the tip of any like in like anyone's anyone's mind mind right now. But it got a good reaction, so I can't really like. Can I? Who is that person? I don't even know who that person is. I'm ignorant to who is Uh, it. Donald Sterling owned the Clippers, but he was forced to give it up when he made the or when it was leaked. That he told his girlfriend not to date niggers. Not to be photographed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, not to be photographed. You're right. And they took they took the team away from him for that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He fought hard for him, but he lost him. Gotcha. Yeah. One of his quotes, like, "I don't care if you fuck them, just don't be photographed with them." Wow. On the subject of race relations, I liked your uh, white privilege joke. I. I thought that was hilarious. The Martin Luther King called the noise complaint. That's funny. That was good. And Junior, overall posture, you have this, you kind of default to like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something that I've noticed. So if like I've noticed, I'm assuming other people will and Mm -hmm. kind of bring them out of it. It, It's like a thing. Okay. So like open up. Yeah. Kind of. I I like the joke about your name, how the woman, your third grade teacher couldn't uh, understand that it was Sanj. And kept yeah. coming back to Sam. Okay. Awesome. There, there's, I, that's a really good one. I, I, I feel like there's more to that that I want to hear. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Starbucks does that like constantly or like, okay. or like even my parents or like something like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, that was All right. Um, also, the Donald Sterling thing too. It's like how it's not on the tip of everybody's mind. Like Donald Trump could be like an easy like substitute. It's saying like what if his life older person was like Hispanic? You know what okay. I mean? Okay. He def- <laughs> definitely ah, wouldn't pop that's up. That's funny. Is there know? anyone more... Uh, kind of like timeless that I can use even after the election or any uh-huh. like someone I could use just as a uh, go-to racist person with his go-to rate uh, like the worst person racist. ever it's like 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 Hitler to Jews like, that's like extreme as fuck yeah yeah that's like Hitler yeah. Yeah. a lot I like mm-hmm. a life alert joke. Oh, I want a life alert joke. That, that, and you know what you can put up as soon as in that life alert? I've fallen and I can't get up. Everybody knows that line. Well, but that's, that yeah, 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 definitely yeah. put that in. Like, I've fallen and I can't get yeah. up. I've fallen I remember and I can't that. get up. Give up my racial prejudices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hate blacks. <laughs> uh, one last comment to follow that up. Uh, I really like the impression of your fourth grade teacher. Um, maybe commit more to the d- impression, like the the laugh of the teacher got a really big laugh. It's a lot of laughs. Okay. <laughs> awesome. So uh, that was really good. Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Hooray! Yay! Sam Nala. Just kidding. Santanala. Yay! Yay! I'm gonna start calling you Sam now because I think it's funny. <laughs> that teacher's a cunt. All right, everybody, we have two comedians left. I just wanted to say, I'm sorry, I just say it all the time. Uh, your next comedian, he's been giving great comments all night. Glad that he's here today. You guys put your hands together. It's Mike Evans Jr., yay! When I say fuck, you say white people. Fuck. White people. Fuck. White people. 
Yeah, oh, man. <laughs> it's the only race I could say that about, and it'd be okay. Like, it's, that's America for you in a nutshell, right? No, but um, I got challenged, actually. I got booked recently for this, like, political set. I've never done political humor. Most of the humor I've ever done has been about my dick. So please, please help me out with this. Because that's going to be, like, the scariest thing for me, because I could do really bad. But I'll start off by saying that <laughs> and say um, I don't really know much about politics at all. Like, for the past, like, couple of years, I'm only 20. So for the past two years, every time that I get those little voting envelopes in the mail, I just let my mom vote for me every time. It's fucked up. It's, it's illegal, too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty shady. But like to prepare for this, I just had to do my homework on politics in general. So I've been watching a lot of Jon Stewart and a lot of social justice porn to kind of get myself ready. And, and by social justice porn, I don't, mean, I don't mean Vice News, which I'm sure most liberals in this room jack off to anyway. I mean, like, interracial orgy porn. Just like a lot of people from across difference, from across just classes, just coming together and coming together. It's just, it's just a great time. I was watching this for a while until I saw one interracial porn that kind of really offended me. It was, it was a spoof of Roots as a porno. Yes, Roots, the, TV, the 1970s TV show about African slavery as a porno. And yeah, I mean, I watched the whole thing. It wasn't, it wasn't that bad. Oh, it made it good. The best part about Roots porn was the fact that like, I couldn't help but think this is the 1% worst nightmare. It's a people that they oppress for so long rising up and fucking their wives and daughters and then like eating in their homes and shit. Like this is essentially the worst day of their lives. Um, that got a little deep, didn't it? <laughs> Um, and I was outraged when I saw this porn too, but like I didn't know how to protest against it at all. Like I couldn't just share it on Facebook and be like, hey, Black Lives Matter, guys, pay attention to this porn I just watched. <laughs> uh, this is gonna get me shot. Um, <laughs> okay, but that's why, that's what all the people we're angry at right now is these, this 1%. Like we all, we all kind of know who they are. They're like hundreds of white men in, like, in a room that's probably far deep in Taylor Swift's vagina, just somewhere very far that we all don't really know of. And like their daughters don't even know who they are either. Their daughters don't know who those guys are. That's why they fuck guys like me, because they don't know who their fathers are. But, uh, but there's this white percent. Ah, damn, 1%. Hold on. <laughs> so white percent. Guess that works. <laughs> But it's the same 1% we've been talking about for so long. They pushed drugs and guns into the hoods in the 80s, killed Tupac and Biggie in the 90s, and now they're kicking brown and black people out of San Francisco in 2015. <laughs> You're always on perfect timing with that. It's literally the best thing ever. I don't know whether to stop or keep going. But, um, but yeah, I guess I will continue what I was saying about that later. Thanks. <laughs> jokes from Mike Evans Jr. I thought that was really good funny the whole way through. Uh, I had something to say about your voting. Th oh, yeah, the voting thing. So uh, I think that would be like, uh, so, yeah, finally proof of voter fraud. You know, the Republicans are right. You know, like sort of like a given like that, I think would be really a good addition to that voting thing. 
I wrote a kind of one-liner that I uh, thought when you're talking about the interracial porn and roots, I think you could be like, you don't see the alternative that you don't see American history X X X. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> 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 the, the, Go ahead. Take <laughs> that interracial social justice porn. That I laughed at that in itself. Just the idea of I was like social justice porn. What? It was just the whole concept of it is fantastic. Uh, I think the homework one was great. If you set up, if you emphasize the homework part more, uh, and like maybe your mom did your homework and then she does the ballot for you, that might tie it in a bit more. And then also um, not knowing it was illegal would really emphasize the fact that you're not politically involved. Uh, and then keep the white percent. That was yes. really great. That was really great. Very surprising. Um, and with the roots porn, uh, I'm really curious if the title is just The Roots Porn, um, whether Questlove was in it. And uh, also maybe if you give a bit of the plot, that ending part, the end of it um, about eating meals together and things like that might set it up a bit more. So like hitting the plot of the porn, because I'm also super curious. Dude, actually look it up. Like, I, I was really jacking off one night, and I, 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 I honestly couldn't stop laughing. I was like, Jesus Christ, like, I'm, like, I'm not a black person. The fact that like, I am allowing myself to watch this right now. <laughs> you should put that in that, too. You should put that, talk about yeah, all that so stuff. Definitely. You could extend that whole section. I mean, I, I could listen to you talk about that for 10 minutes. Like, the, <laughs> the, the weird, well, just, just social justice porn, like, what that means. I I mean, it's just, it's hilarious. It's like reparations in a whole new way. The Vice bit was awesome, too. Another Roots line is, uh, I'm Kuta coming. Yeah. (laughs) And I I think there's got to be another hashtag to that. Like the hashtag, like, black porn lives matter or something. Like a black, I don't know, something. I thought you were. Black dicks matter? Hashtag black dicks matter. Black money shots matter. Black dicks have a lot of matter. Um, <laughs> with with the, the vice dig and you're talking about like a social uh, social justice porn, I would just be like you know or I don't know if you could really fit it in there but all that but I was like I was on my favorite social justice porn website today. I'm sorry, I was on Vice.com today. You know what I mean? Because like that's per, that, I, that's a great little way to make fun of Vice or whatever. That's a, that's a great little idea. I don't know if that works with that running that joke, but you know I just said that. No, that works. <laughs> Uh, another note I had was uh, you're talking about was it they uh, I'm uh, the representative of the dad they don't have, like a video game you don't have the character unlock and it's black in the background. Yeah, that's me. It's <laughs> <laughs> also the race thing in there. <laughs> Not many girls play video games. Yeah, character character unlock better than they hit into it. All right. Hey, everybody, clap your hands wildly. It's Mike Evans Jr. Yay! Yay! We're almost there. We've almost made it, you guys. Uh, We have one comic left here on the Joke Workshop on Mutiny Radio. That's every Monday from 6 to 8 p.m. You can always give us a call, 415-550-0511, and give your comments to the comedians directly via the phone, or you can come down and visit us at 2781 21st and Florida Street and be a part of it yourself. Yay, Joke Workshop. We have one more comedian for you guys. I'm really excited that he's here. Hey, put your hands together. It's Leo Zinger. Yay! Hey, guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. How are you? 
All right, good. Oh, uh, shit. Uh, I, uh, I'm, g I'm doing good, too. Uh, I, I really love California. It's a, a very progressive state. And uh, just recently, we passed this uh, f uh, physician-assisted suicide law, you know, to give, like, people who can't hack it options, you know. And uh, I think it's great. I think it's great. I uh, understand. And uh, we do it a little differently, though. Uh, that uh, first of all, you, like you, you get evaluated by independent physicians, and if they both agree, yeah, you you can kill yourself. Then you go uh, come to San Francisco and get on top of a, a Golden Gate Bridge, where a doctor will come and push you over the edge, gently. I think that's the way I do it. We do it. It's a very fresh, uh, easy way to die. So it's very good. Um, I have, um, I think we are, people are way too obsessed about Hitler in Nazi Germany. Like, people talk about it all the time. If you watch History Channel, it's all that that is. You know, it's, it's history reruns, like Hitler reruns. And uh, I think, I think it's weird. I think it's not, I know it's not PC to say this, but I think weirdly, there's a segment of a society, have, have, like, they have an underlying fucking respect for this guy. You know what I mean? Like people hate him, but fucking people also have like fucking. I'm not saying everyone, but a, a segment of fucking people have underlying respect. Cause he's evil, but he didn't fucking uh, like you know rape bunch of women or you know you know molest children. He just had evil ideas, you know, genocidal ideas, and uh, he killed a lot of people. But um, I think it's weird because people fucking. You know, like he people make fun of Hitler, but nobody nobody ever like compares him. Nobody ever compares him to uh, accuse him being stupid or anything. You know, he's kind of a smart guy. Nobody ever says like, "Oh, you're fucking stupid. You're like Hitler." You know, <laughs> or you rape a bunch of women. You know, that guy's a total Hitler. You know, um, I would uh, I would uh, I was watching porn. Recently, and I, I've switched uh, watching porn from like regular uh, laptop to uh, phone, I, uh, like my iPhones now, like not iPhones. I have I, one iPhone and one, one uh, Samsung. So I, I watch porn on my phones now. And it's weird because it, it's like I'm starting to get used to, but it's not as good because sometimes like I, I put it on a bed and uh, I watch it. And sometimes the, 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 I haven't figure, got it totally figured out. It flips upside down sometimes, you know, it, it rotates. And I have fucking, so a lot of times I have to watch the porn upside down. It's weird. Have you ever done that? And I have to like hurry back to the other side of the bed because I don't fucking want to, you know, you know, take one hand off my dick and try to like, so I run across the other side and I have to fucking just, you know, jerk weirdly in a weird angle. And uh, it's okay though. The only thing is I, I, I come on my face loud, on my own, my own face a lot. So let's see. <laughs> Bad part of it. Um, I think porn actors, a lot of people uh, also say like porn actors are like, like one thing, one criticism people have about porn films is like act, acting was bad, acting was really bad, you know, they don't know. Uh, but fucking who, like who cares, right? But also I think the reason is because porn actors, they don't, like, people don't put resources in these films, they just, like, low budget, and uh, they don't have, like, a actual legitimate directors, you know, anybody can be a fucking porn director, you know, right, so I think 
if we want better acting, we should get fucking the calibers of directors, you know, up. And uh, like we get, like say Martin Scorsese or fucking Spielberg to direct a porn, that will be a fucking different level because they will fucking actually hold the actors to higher standards. Right now, nobody is directing these actors. You know, nobody is giving them instructions. I directed short films. I know how it is. You got how you got to know how to fucking. I can really the, the acting would be like just skyrocket if Steve, Steven Spielberg starts to get into porn directing. You know. I'd be like, I can imagine him like after a scene, be like, you know what, cut. I, I didn't, I you know, I didn't really believe that you really wanted to come on her face. You know, you, you need to convince me. You need to put a little emotion into it. Try again. Let's try again. Yeah. Thank you. He's been directing short films for years. Keep it going for Leo Zinger. Leo, stay up there. You stay up there. Yeah. That, I, I, I like your ramblings about porn. I thought that was, I thought that was very fun. Well, first of all, I'd like to say all evening how perfect you've been with that horn. You were even at the punctuated, the just amazing horn. Which brings me directly to you. Your timing, it was perfect tonight. Your timing of your jokes, the timing. You know, you had, you had a few, I thought like a joke was about to fail and I'm like, that was, was why did you even say that? And then you hit the punchline. I was like, he, he nailed me again. So yeah, the whole, per, yeah, the whole persona and everything, it was really, 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 really complimentary stuff. Thank you. I think you can great say set, great delivery, great everything. I think that you can find something funnier than coming on your own face. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's. Yeah, I, did that really happen? That's very funny. I don't. Your nostrils? Your Have you thought about your nostrils? What about you? In you came on your bed, and then you all of a, you, because it's the middle of the night, you have to clean your bed all over. Or what if it's you shoot, shoot yourself in the maybe in the eye? Like, have you ever gotten cum in your eye? <laughs> this is my favorite conversation. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it's I like the whole weird angle. I thought running around the bed was very funny, but. Yeah, like if you like get some, it's, maybe it's hard to get the come out of your ear with Q-tips or something. I don't know. I don't know how maybe, far. It's maybe you. if you just said, and then I gave myself a money shot. Okay. I like the specificity of the face, though, because then you go back to coming in the face again. But Pam, that's what a money shot is. Oh. Oh, okay. Oh boy. Wait, oh, right. Really? I didn't. I thought yeah. it was just any play, any old place. No, a money shot. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or is it just the end? Coming, it's I, the coming. Male cum shot is the money shot. Yeah. Okay. You take a money shot in the face on occasion or somewhere. Or, huh, I'm overeducated. I read Rest a sociology this. book on this. <laughs> 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 what if it's a gangbang? Like, you know, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't get your name. Uh, I, oh, I'm Tess. Tess. Okay. Nice yeah. to meet you. I, I didn't get your set. Sorry. It's lovely to meet you as well. Yeah. I think with your cum jokes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Um, I think if you're... <laughs> if you're gonna talk about Hitler and how he's a good guy, commit to it <laughs> and sell it, and, I'll, and s- some people will buy some of it. Uh, also, question: um, When your porn goes up, you have two phones, which I was extremely interested in. Uh, I, why do you have two phones? One for work. I can't. Oh, you watch porn on your work phone? Like no, that's, that's also hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. 
I think you should do. I think you should explain that a bit. I think it'd be really funny. Oh no, I didn't want to bring it up. I just fucked up. I. I, I, I oh okay. Like, you know, please I, bring I, it up. The phones is, bring it up. It, the phones. It is. It was it, funny when you it said a, my It actually might be funny if you said that one of them was dedicated specifically to porn. Yeah, mm. that's probably. Yeah. Also, how long does it take to realize your porn's upside down? Does it take much time? Uh, I notice right away. Because like, like, I feel like some of the angles are a little candid. <laughs> you do short films. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. But like, you have to react to it immediately because you don't want to. I had a comment about your uh, just talking about directors doing a, like sure, yeah. good directors doing porn. I wanted to hear more about you know I wanted to like you know how Kubrick used to like torture actors. I want him like screaming at erections, <laughs> you know, just going like crazy like it's not hard enough. <laughs> making him do it days on end. I know you're chafed. <laughs> it's real this way. There's a lot of ideas you can go with that. Yeah. yeah. Unless you have. Do yeah. a, I, I, I think like the Kira scene Sa- is raw as your I, cock. Or Kurosawa's was yeah. black and white interracial. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh, the cum thing. Maybe you should like confirm the myths. Like, so I cum my face a lot, and it turns out, you know, it does burn your eye, or, or, I, or I do taste like, or look what it did to my hair, you know. <laughs> I've been eating too much fiber recently. Yeah. Or pineapple does make it taste better. Oh wow! Yeah, we yeah. Just keep confirm about- confirm oh. some myths. That would be really funny. You know what? <laughs> we'll definitely come. Yeah, we boo- we cocky to that joke. <laughs> we love your cum jokes. Everybody clap it up. Leo Zinger, yay! Well, we did it, you guys. We did it. I threw up at the beginning of the show in the street, and I feel better now. I feel like I've purged. We've purged the evil jokes from our bodies. And thank you guys all for being here. Um, so next Monday, I'm actually out of town. I'm, I'm going to Portland this week uh, for my friend's wedding and also to do a little comedy because, you know, why not? Um, so I'm not sure yet if there will be a joke workshop next week. I might find a replacement, a sub. And so, um, but check the internet. Ed Ant will run the show. So no big deal. Uh, come next week and uh, come every week, you guys. And be here on Friday for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Uh, every Friday from 8 to 10. This week is going to be guest hosted by Jet Black. Uh, he's going to be guest hosting because he's like, I've always wanted to host. And I'm like, all right, man, you got it. You got your shot. Uh, so be here for that. And then um, there's some great um, shows coming up on the 3rd. There's... Um, uh, Sid Singh versus op- open a long form improv here at Mutiny Radio, and then next uh, Saturday, October 10th, is Hired Killers with Ben Lupinetti. It's also my 41st birthday, so Yay. I won't be here. I'm going to be doing something else, but uh, I am turning 41. Hey, thanks you guys for joining us here on the Joke Workshop on Mutiny Radio. See you next week. Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternatives to smoke it. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby! Good, because I'm 
so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4AltaCalifornia.com. That's 4AltaCalifornia.com for a non-addictive pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4AltaCalifornia.com. Join us every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. for Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse here on Mutiny Radio. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, bringing you the best of San Francisco's underground comedy scene here every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. It's only $2. You can bring your own beer and listen to comedy here every Friday, 8 to 10 p.m., 21st in Florida. It's mutinyradio.fm. The House of Pride radio show, LGBT radio for everyone. Funky interviews, funky beats, talking drag queens, and much, much more. It's LGBT radio for everyone. Listen live every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. House of Pride radio, LGBT radio for everyone. Celebrating the considerable contributions of the LGBT community in San Francisco and beyond. Every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m. Listen here for hot new local beats by LGBT artists and listen to live interviews. Tune in, turn on, every Wednesday, 6 to 8 p.m., House of Pride Radio with drag queen personalities, Tweeka Turner and Pearl T. Are you sick of reading the news? Do you even bother to read the news anymore? Do you need someone to read it to you because it's just so disgusting and depressing? If so, then the Weekly Review is the show for you. Join Roman Reimer as Roman reads the news, whether it be LGBTQ issues, cannabis legalization, prison abolition, police brutality, or many other issues that sometimes the media just doesn't feel the need to cover. Listen in, Fridays at noon, Mutiny Radio. Roman's also joined by activists, community organizers, artists, and many other great folks working to make the world a better place. Have no fear. The news is here. And if you feel like yelling about it, well then Roman will be yelling with you. The Weekly Review, Fridays at noon on Mutiny Radio. Hello, comrades. This is your comrade, Zach Wiseman, host of government-sponsored program, Communist Folding Chairs, mandated by the Kremlin to occur every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m., broadcast by our comrades at mutinyradio.fm. Sit, relax, listen to my comrades in stand-up comedy march honorably through their cold balance sets, and other comrades make fun of them. Because in Mother Russia, if you can't laugh about starving for turnip and beet, and attention, you are a capitalist pig, and the KB, KGB will visit you shortly. Every Monday, 2 to 4 p.m.
miren, miren. ¿Es un pájaro? ¿Es un avión? No. ¡Es un chimán! Looking to invest in the future of your community? MediaRadio.fm and the Boys and Girls Club Mission Clubhouse needs your help. Please donate to keep the Radio Classroom Institute right now alive on the air every Thursday from 4.50 to 5.50 p.m. Donations are tax deductible. Donate online at www.muniradio.fm or just stop by the station at 21st Street and Florida. That's 2781 21st Street and throw some cash in the big glass jar. Stop by to experience live audience friendly shows every day of the week and know that you're supporting the future of the mission by keeping free speech alive for all ages. This PSA is brought to you by your friends and community partners at muniradio.fm. Hi, I'm Chuck Weiss. If you're an old baby boomer like me, pain is probably something you've learned to live with by now. Yes, there are drugs on the market that help, but they come with side effects and shouldn't be used for extended periods of time. But fortunately, there is an effective natural pain reliever available in this state, medical cannabis. Let me tell you about Alta California Botanicals. They're a manufacturer of fine cannabis tinctures. Now you can take your medication in liquid form, much more discreet than pulling out a pipe and lighting up. Alta California Botanicals offers five different formulations, each one addressing a specific medical concern. There are two that are designed for pain, one to be swallowed, of course, and a new one for external use only. I'm going to have to try that one myself on my arthritic fingers. There's a tincture for stress and one for anxiety. They'll certainly keep you mellow. And there's even one for people who suffer from MS. The cannabis tinctures from Alta California Botanicals come in one half ounce bottles. Each batch is laboratory tested and certified free of pesticides and mold. In other words, completely natural and unadulterated. Alta California Botanicals doesn't sell directly to the public, of course, but if you visit their website at Alta, A-L-T-A, CaliforniaBotanicals.com and enter your zip code, they'll give you a list of dispensaries near you that keep their tinctures in stock. Now here's a tip for the holiday season. Keep a couple of extra bottles of the stress formula handy. It'll help maintain your cool amongst all that shopping madness. I'm Chuck Weiss for AltaCaliforniaBotanicals.com. Do you have a great idea for a product or service but don't know where to start? Are you looking to expand your current business? Women's Initiative of San Francisco began its business management training program for low-income, high-potential women in 1988. To attend a free orientation on how you can achieve your dream of starting your own business, or for more information, please contact 415-641-3460 or visit womensinitiative.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Planned Parenthood is a trusted healthcare provider, an informed educator, a passionate advocate, and a global partner helping similar organizations around the world. Planned Parenthood delivers vital reproductive health care, sex education, and information to millions of women, men, and young people worldwide. For nearly 100 years, Planned Parenthood has promoted a common-sense approach to women's health and well-being based on respect for each individual's rights to make informed, independent decisions about health, 
sex, and family planning, please visit PlannedParenthood.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. The Berkeley Free Clinic was founded in 1969 as a street medicine clinic, but quickly found a permanent home in the Berkeley community. It has become an icon in the area and has served countless thousands in a variety of ways during its 45-year history. Fees have never been charged for any services, materials, medications, or supplies provided at the Berkeley Free Clinic. Income has been generated solely via individual or organizational donations and government programs. To volunteer your time or to make a donation or for more information, visit berkeleyfreeclinic.org. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio. Meals on Wheels is dedicated to fostering independent living for San Francisco seniors by providing hot, nutritious meals delivered to their homes. They're committed to fostering independent living for as long as possible. For more information, please call Meals on Wheels at 415-920-1111. This public service announcement is brought to you by your friends at Mutiny Radio in San Francisco. All right, BGP, Bubblegum Garbage Party, take one. Tom. 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 It was a it was a Wednesday night. It was a cold Wednesday night. And, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Bubblegum Garbage Party. This is uh, the comedy show where um, we, uh, I, Thomas Bridgman, uh, and my um, boy wonder uh, producer Daniel Vito Bernahicks, we invite stand-up comedians to um, be interviewed and interact, and then they do stand-up jokes, and then we, uh, I interrupt them, and we improvise a scene based on something they said in there. Uh, in their interview or in their stand-up act and um, it's fun and crazy and uh, we play music in between bits so if you're hearing songs and not words then that's what's happening you can probably figure that out on your own um, so listen to listen to uh, some Sam Hain here a little uh, little Satan punk and then we'll be back in a sec
garbage party, we have a special selection. Uh, this is Terminally Trill with the song Trapatio Hip Hop Picante. You're going to love it because, you know, they just don't make music like this anymore. of the people that are here, but I should because um, I'm going to want this for my hope chest because this, uh, uh, this is a real all-star lineup. We got like a super, we got a super group of, of, oh shit, that's, somebody just threw someone a beer and it was bad toss, somebody else walked in and then the beer got dropped. So I want to see that thing. There's beers in that, in that green cooler over there uh, for anybody who's uh, inclined 
And there, there's actually ice in there too, so it's actually cold. Um, that I'm glad I said that into the mic. Wow. See, I'm showing you how good of a host I am in more ways than just comedy host. I host people as though I want them inside me. And the truth is, I do. I'm empty inside. Um, I'm operating on nuns hours of sleep, so um, that's why I'm not as manic as usual. But I swear to God, I will muster. I will find... Um, I will find the chaotic insanity inside me and I will bring it to the surface. It'll bubble and like a cauldron, uh, it'll boil and bubble, uh, toil and trouble like Shakespeare style. And uh, in the end, we're going to have a fucking good time. I guarantee goddamn it. So uh, uh, enough out of me. Hi. Hi. People are walking into Bubblegum Garbage Party. And uh, those of you who listen to this uh, as an archive or, 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 or stream, mm, it's not streaming now, but um, you, those of you who listen, um, just, just know that um, the stage uh, is right by the front door, which is excellent because I get to have warm greetings with everybody. And the stage used to be right by the bathroom. And stand-up comics would always just like speculate about who's going to deuce. And that is only funny, not ever. So, um, so that one got old. And it's really nice that we have the stage by the front door now here at Mutiny Radio uh, at 21st in Florida in San Francisco's Mission District. And uh, if you want to donate to the station, well, our, our June fundraiser is over, but we always need money. And you know, if you like the show and you want it to be a little better, like you don't want Mike Cords cutting out or whatever, uh, Mutiny Radio FM at gmail.com is our PayPal address. You can just send us money. Just give us some dollars. Anything you got. Come on. Even if it's just enough to cover the transaction fee. Just send us $3.30, which is what it costs probably us to take your money. Uh, that <laughs> That's enough out of me. Um, I'm going to bring my first guest to the stage. You know him. You love him. Um, Jesus Christ, I have a huge crush on this dude. Uh, and I am not ashamed to admit it because he's dreamy and funny and fucking cool as shit. And I can't believe he's keeps coming to my show. It makes me so happy. Please, ladies and gentlemen, give a warm welcome to Scott Simpson. Okay. That felt like, that felt excessive. I know. That's what I do, though, right? I do hyperbole. That's like my... Oh, is that your thing? That's my trademark, man. Oh, is that your thing? Yeah. I live in the realm of unrealistic statements 